Hey everyone, welcome back to Keeping Count from the retail and inventory accuracy experts at Datascan. I'm Tyler Kern and joining me once again is Adrian Thomas, president and CEO at Datascan. Adrian, thanks for being here. Tyler, good to see you again. Thank you for having us. Well, I'm thrilled to have the opportunity to talk to you today. And today we're diving into the big topic of data and analytics, which is a huge topic across a number of industries, not just retail. We were talking before we came on the air, just that you know this is something that, that people are talking about all over the place. But how can analytics really help improve retailers from an inventory perspective? I think, as you said, analytics are, as, a, as a topic is growing in the realization that it is of its importance. Um, and data within retail has been limited you know, prior to the last sort of two to three years to you know, POS data, mm -hmm. uh, maybe delivery data, supply chain data, um, and obviously some accuracy data that we can provide as, as alongside others. Um, I think what the, um, from the inventory accuracy standpoint now, uh, what we can start to begin to show retailers is what is actually going on with their inventory in the store. Um, and the challenge in the past is because inventory counts had been performed you know, maybe once or possibly twice a year, the relevance of that data was, was very short. Mm -hmm. um, what we're seeing now is that people are counting much more frequently, um, and that may be using traditional barcode counts or as we're seeing you know, further adoption of RFID, and we're getting that trend data. And it's really when you start to build up that trend data that you can see patterns within, within, the, within the business. So what are some challenges that retailers are really facing when it comes to analytics and inventory accuracy? And, and how can we help maybe solve some of those challenges you're seeing? I, I, it's a question of what, what data points are important for mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. um, and that varies from retailer to retailer. So from an inventory accuracy standpoint, it can help with shipments. Um, it can help with um, potentially identifying overstocks within the store or understocks within the store or stockouts within the store. Um, it can start to identify whether there is a loss, pre loss prevention issue or issues within the stores. And it can do it from store to store. So it's, it's not just you know, across a chain, it can be identified right down to a particular store where there may be specific issues, the store management may, may be lax. So you can start to uh, track behavior um, all the way down to what are my employees doing within the store, what are my customers doing in the store, and how is my inventory moving. So, you know, one of the things you brought up there that I thought is, is really interesting, just from a broader data and analytics perspective, is that these days everyone knows they should be collecting data, but not everybody knows exactly what to do with it when they get it, right? You, you brought up just the, the idea of uh, what data is important, what data points can you actually take and turn into actionable insights, right? And, and I think that that's a challenge for a lot of people is they say, we have all this data, but... I, I don't know what to do with it. And I think that's right. And I think the challenge for a lot of retailers with store data is they're getting um, multiple la layers of data from, from the various systems that they may be using, mm -hmm. um, whether that's the distribution data down to the store, whether it is the point of sale, so the, the retail sales data that they're generating with that system. And they may be using other consumer interactive data to track how many people are coming into store, the behavior when the people are in the store. So there is a, a lot of data which retailers could have access to. Um, the piece that we think we can help people with is that inventory accuracy data. That's just another layer. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so from a retailer to retailer perspective, they need to decide which of these data points um, and data sets are the most important. 
and then within that hone in on the very key data that they want to be able to change either a process or a system or, a, or a, um, an activity within the store that could impact productivity and, and sales. So how would you walk through that process if a retailer came to you and said, hey, I have a lot of data points when it comes to inventory accuracy, help me narrow down the ones that, that are going to be most important to me. Is that something that you could, you could help with in that yeah, process? So, so, so from our perspective, you know, we have a lot of data based on um, the counts that our system is used to perform. Mm -hmm. um, the, the importance of that data grows over time as you build up the trend data. And, and the good thing is that we can track uh, data down to a skew level um, at a particular store. Um, and then we can start to track the accuracy of those SKU counts to the book stock that the, the retailers will have. So over time, you can track as it ebbs and flows and the accuracy changes and then go back and analyze why is that, mm. right? right. And, and just one example of that might be, well, if we have a supplier that is, is shipping to us directly and it just passes through our distribution chain down to the store, the supplier might be the problem not our internal supply chain. Hmm. Um, so we can start to look at um, whether it's a store performance accuracy issue, whether a department within a store accuracy issue, or whether it might be related to supply chain that could be internal to the warehousing and distribution that the retailer manages, or it could be the, the retailer's suppliers themselves that may be causing an issue. And we, we've done some very interesting work with one of our, um, our retailers that does do that, and we've identified four culprits, if you like, hmm. um, for, for suppliers, so manufacturers of product that are highly inaccurate with their deliveries to the store. Interesting. Interesting. So it sounds like you can get extremely granular with a lot of this data and really get down to, to the nitty gritty to help solve some problems. You can. I mean, I, I, what, interestingly, we're working with one retailer now, and this is uh, you know, just something that we've started in this last year, actually you know, during the COVID impact, sure. uh, to track the accuracy of their receipts into the store. Hmm. Uh, because they identified that as a major challenge for them, um, and they wanted to make sure that what, it, what they had delivered matches what they thought was being delivered and then how did that move on to the to the shop floor mm -hmm. so there's a there's two components one is the actual physical receipt and the accuracy of that and then there is the physical transfer from the back stock to the floor stock and does that match what their expectation is i was talking to a retailer recently and and their biggest concern is that their in their um, distribution to their stores is handled by a a third-party logistics uh, distribution company, mm -hmm. and the way they track accuracy doesn't drive the right behavior. So the, they're looking at changing processes based on the ability to track the accuracy of the receipt from that third-party logistics provider. And I think we're seeing, the, the, because the, um, the importance of inventory accuracy in the store is now becoming so critical, mm -hmm. we're seeing retailers look at each of the different components that could potentially contribute to that inaccuracy that they're experiencing. That's really, really fascinating. And DataScan has a new tool that helps in this regard too, is that right? Yes, we're about to launch a new product called DartSmart. Um, and this is really track, tracking you know, the, the data that we have, which is our count data. Mm -hmm. um, and we're working a number of, with a number of retailers to look at um, how does that count data trend over time, and then working with them to say, what does it actually mean? 
Yeah. I mean, that's the challenge with the, the volume of data that these retailers have access to. And we're just com one component of that is it's a huge volume of, of, of data and you need to be spending time on analyzing which of those data components is important. Um, and maybe what do, you, what do you want to attack first in looking at the reasons and the causes why this data gives you a, um, a concern? I wonder, you know, I, I almost have this assumption that everybody is on board with data and analytics, but do you still run into skeptics at all or people that, that think that's, that's not for me, we do things the old school way, the old fashioned way? Oh, absolutely. I mean, what is the saying saying? Lies, lies and damn statistics or something like that? <laughs> something um, like that, So yeah. yes, I mean, there, yeah. there, there is. And I mean, the, the challenge with any data is, is you, before you start making decisions on what you think the data is saying, you need to understand the true impact of what you're looking at. And mm -hmm. we were working with one retailer recently and, and they were looking at, um, and if this happened during this sort of explosion of um, online sales and BOPIS, where sales of a particular you know, category within a store was, was growing and growing and growing and growing. And it was in, um, it was in the fashion space. Mm -hmm. um, and they thought this was good. So if you just look at the raw data, well, our revenue is going up, our sales quantities are going up, right. things must be good. Actually, what they weren't tracking was, well, how many of those sales are actually returned? Hmm. So once point. you start to look at the returns and net those values against the revenue growth, the picture wasn't so good. And I think that's just one example of when you look at a particular data point, you need to look at the data around it to make sure that your conclusions are accurate. I think there's a lot of um, conversation when it comes to data and analytics and also how you can combine that with things like AI and machine learning and things like that. Do you see those kind of emerging technologies coming into the retail space in a bigger way in the future? Yes, I think, and I think that is going to really guide buyer behavior. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so once, and retailers are doing that today, so they're looking to drive um, activity within their customer base that, that will hopefully drive revenue for them. And then on the backside of that, if, you know, they need to look at, well, how do I make sure that that buying activity is fulfilled, fulfilled correctly or accurately? Mm -hmm. And whether that's through their online channel, whether it's through their buy online, pick up in store uh, strategy, or whether it's the you know, good old fashioned foot traffic through the store that needs to find something physically present in the store. Hmm. And I suppose that just with the um, the emergence of more omni-channel approaches to retail, right? That people want to be able to capture uh, data from a, an online interaction or an app interaction, right? And, and transfer that into how that customer then interacts in the store environment too, right? And so there's lots of different angles from which you can come at it from a data and analytics perspective, just in, in a general retail sense. Yeah, I, I think that's right. And I think that, that you know, there are, it's an enormous amount of data on what we as consumers actually do. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I was, was astonished the other day that my, my wife is a crafter uh -huh. um, and she wanted to buy a particular crafting piece of equipment um, and so she did some research on it and didn't buy anything. Um, but I then got this, that piece of equipment as an adver advertisement on my uh, Google homepage. Mm -hmm. That's how powerful some of this wow. data is now, um, and that is you know, just tracking people's you know buying you know, buying activity or researching activity, and I think that is going to lead to people needing to understand okay, you know, there may be activity going on that is going to drive demand, 
and we need to be able to fulfill that demand you know, when it actually materializes. Hmm. That's a good point. It, we've seen some consumers not want that level of um, that level of information about themselves out there in the marketplace, right? Is there any concern amongst retailers that there will be a large portion of the population that says, that's not for me, you know, I don't want that kind of data collected on me? I, I, think, I think there is. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that, you know, the, the answer to that, if, I, if I'm going to jump into the retailer's shoes, is to say, well, those retailer, those consumers who are not going to want to engage um, through some form of remote activity, uh, whether that's their own store app or whether it's you know, researching through Google, um, they will resort to you know, going into a store and physically buying something. Um, and I think you know, retailers still have a huge investment in their brick and mortar fleets. Right. Um, and we've seen some store shrinkage over this last year, which was obviously caused by the change in, in buyer behavior as a result of COVID. Um, I think we, we will probably see some continued attrition as, as retailers look at the profitability of their stores. Mm -hmm. But I think they do see that people will still go back, whether that's a, a, a customer who is happy to be tracked or those customers that are not happy to be tracked will still visit the stores um, and they're gonna need to maintain inventory in the store to, make, to, act, you know, to meet that demand. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Adrian, as we as we come towards the end of our conversation, just about data and analytics um, and inventory accuracy today, any final thoughts, any conclusions uh, that you want to make uh, here before we uh, wrap this episode up? Yeah, and I think um, you know, from a, from a data scan perspective, we're mm -hmm. excited about the opportunity that we, um, the, the part that we can play in the inventory store, you know, accuracy process. Um, you know, we were going we're going to be launching our Dart Smart solution coming out probably in the next ninety days. Um, that's going to build over time, and 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 our our in, our ability to analyze that data is something that we're excited about to be able to change behavior and change the business processes within our customer base. Mm -hmm. And that's what really it's that added value um, that we think we can offer by being part of this data story. Is there anywhere where people can go to get more information on Dart Smart at this point? Um, we have a, um, a teaser out on our website. Okay, good. Um, and we're going to be talking about on our, you know, on the Keeping Count uh, podcast as well. Excellent. So stay tuned for more information on uh, on yes. Darts Martin. All yep. right, that's the that's the good message. Adrian, thanks so much for joining me here once again on Keeping Count and uh, diving into the world of data and analytics. Pleased to be here. Thank you very much, Tyler. Appreciate it. Absolutely. And everyone, thank you for tuning into this episode of Keeping Count. We appreciate it very much. Of course, make sure you subscribe or bookmark this page. Whatever you need to do to make sure to stay up to date with the latest from Data Scan. We're going to be exploring a lot of topics across the world of retail and inventory accuracy. So you're going to want to stay tuned for that. And not miss a single episode. But until we are back with those new episodes, for Adrian Thomas, I'm Tyler Kern. We'll talk to you again soon.